Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Peters, with my co-host, Craig Poston, where we talk about various topics sharing our experiences on life and finances. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. This week's been up, down, you know, side to side, right? Yeah. Markets, markets been a little rough this week, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, yeah, for me, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, you know, you know, work is work and, yeah. uh, you know, trying to work on uh, myself and other goals and, and where I'm headed next in yeah. life, you know? Yeah. How was Friday? Uh, was it busy or no? Uh, I won't say it was busy, but it was, uh, it, it, it was not a normal Friday. You know, Fridays are relaxed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is why it wasn't relaxed. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was quiet. Not, not as many people, but like, yeah, but wasn't relaxed for me, but it was okay. Hey, yeah, I made it through. Yeah, I live to see another budget, day. Man. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, your, uh, weekly goals, I know, or no, my bad. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So, no, you're, you're right. Uh, so, at least I met, you know, one goal. I didn't do the other goal. No, yeah. that was finishing my book by the end of March. So, that's back on the plate. Finish yeah. this one by April. Also, I gave myself another goal, and that was to add like five companies to my contact list. So I got to build my contact list, you know, you know, needing a contractor, you know, a uh, real uh, estate agent, uh, you know, different things, plumber, all those different yeah. things. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so brokerage. Yeah. 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 So yeah, trying to build that up. So like I'm going to pick some companies, actually I would try to see any, you know, any companies that are, I guess the, that has a good rep or yeah. good review or whatever, you know, yeah. try to start with them. And uh, yeah, because I also I'm gonna need a, uh, I get what do you call them? The uh, property manager. Property manager. That's what it is. You you know exactly what I was thinking because that yeah because that that's gonna be real important. Uh, you know, trying to get to know them and understand what can they do, how can they help me? Yeah, you know, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I I think the only thing I can't recommend for here at least in in this area is a property manager because I don't have one. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I self-manage all my stuff, but I'm sure like, I'm sure like Jake's got one or someone, someone's got one Yeah. Uh, around, but yeah, no, definitely like building up that context. Another reason, like, so for like contractors and stuff, you definitely want to kind of feel them out. So, yeah. you know, with your, with your current house, you know, maybe have them check out something, see how their response time is, see how yeah. good their quotes are whatever it is, just to kind of test them before you actually have to get something really done for another property. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's good advice. Uh, so definitely want to see that. Uh, Cause I have some things that need to be done around here. And yeah. I did, I, I, I do have a guy that, that, that comes around every now and again, but the dude's response time is, is like, like you're on his time. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. No. Yeah. So like, I, well, he, uh, we're going to work on the backyard and uh, try to, what I want to do is kind of a retaining wall. Cause we have mm. this, this decline in our yard. So do a retaining yeah. wall where we can actually sit on a flat area and yeah. probably uh, build a fire pit out that way. Yeah. And yeah, this, this guy was like, Oh, I'll see you on Saturday. He, I, he showed up one Saturday. He was supposed to show up another Saturday and got it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm i uh, I'm going to get my plans together and, and start looking for other people, you know, to yeah. help me with that. But yeah, that, that's just exactly how it is. Like they're gonna, it's kind of like they do their, their, their own thing. They're on their own time, especially if they're, they're not like a big company. They're, yeah. they're small business. It's like, Hey, I got other things going on in my life. So I need to, I need to work with that. Yeah. Well, you'll kind of find that a lot around here and probably just in general. And the reason why is because a lot of them work off of a uh, volume. 
right? Yeah. So they have tons of customers, so they kind of get spread a little thin and a little too thin, but that's how they, a lot of them make a good amount of money is by just having a lot of customers. And so like they'll prioritize ones that are like hitting them up more often. And, you know, I experienced that too with, with my contractors, but definitely, you know, shop around a yeah. lot. I didn't, I didn't do that and I probably should have. Um, and that right now I am, cause I, like you said, I, I still, I got some stuff to do around the house that I, or stuff that I want to do, like not that I have to do, but, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah. so that, I'm taking that time to really feel out some contractors for like another property. So, yeah. All right, man. So like our, uh, a topic, a topic for this week. All right. It's, yeah. uh, respect your obligations. Yeah. Respect your obligations. All yeah. right. So yeah, uh, this is your topic. So what is uh, what is it from your point of view? So, you know, from my point of view, and I think a lot of people do this, and you know, I'm definitely susceptible to this, is that they don't respect what or who they're obligated to, right? So, for example, I would think that if you are employed, if you have a career, you have an obligation to your employer to perform a certain amount of work because you are getting paid to do just that. Right, whether it's written plain and simple in a requirements that hey, I must do this, mm-hmm. but either way, however you let other things kind of combat that, right? Whether that's motivation, whether that's discipline, whatever that is, right? Like you said in an interview, right, that you can do this amount of work, right? But when you actually show up, you can't, right? And you're not willing to improve yourself, or you're not willing to be transparent with your employer or your, with your boss to say that, hey, I can't do this, but I am working on it and I will be working on it and get it to you by this, right? Or I will improve myself to complete this task, right? And with families, right? If you are a parent, you have a certain obligation to your child, right? And I'm not saying that you have to give them everything in the world, right? But there's a, a, a minimum thing, right? You have to provide them shelter. You have to provide them with water and food for sustenance, right? You have to provide them with unconditional love, right? I'm not saying that you have to, you know, give them a car. I'm not saying you have to give them best food in the world, right? You don't have to give them like the A5 Wagyu, right? But there are those minimum obligations that you have to meet. And I think a lot of people don't meet the minimum obligations because they don't feel like they're actually obligated to do that. Right. And, and it makes sense because it's not really cut and dry and it's not really written down like, hey, I am obligated to give my children this. Right. I am obligated to give my employer this. And then they will throw it down like, hey, I was never taught that. Right. Or it was never actually explained to me in that way. And I think more people need to kind of gear their mindset towards that, because when you start respecting your obligations, people will respect you more often. Like, for example, time. Right. With your children, you are obligated. I guess obligated would be the word because that's. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're a parent, I mean that that is your responsibility. So there, there is an obligation there. Uh, so you you are you know on the the lines of what what an obligation is, and uh, I guess when you're saying respect it though, you're saying that this is something uh, very important that should have you know eyes on something that yeah. needs to be paid attention to. So yeah. I mean, yeah, as a parent, I do believe that there are certain things that are completely your obligation. Um, the number one thing is like your, the health of your children, right? Mm. Uh, education of your children, uh, making sure that they have shelter, you know, yeah. food, right? These are like the, the, the number, number one obligations of a parent. 
Uh, and, and so that's the thing with my kids. I'm always telling them these are the things that I I am supposed to provide to you as a parent. When you ask me for all these other little things, all these toys, all these extra, like that is not part of the deal. Like, right. I, I, yeah, clothes. You need clothes. You need food. You need shelter. You need education. And I need to make sure that you have insurance and keep you healthy. So you know, I make sure that those things are are spot on, right? But to not have a spoiled child, I would definitely let them, I let them know that I don't have to buy you toys. I don't have to buy, I don't have to take you to whatever restaurant. I don't have to take you to Chuck E. Cheese or whatever it is, right? I don't have to take you to these places, trampoline parks. Let them know that, hey, that's not part of the obligation. My my obligation are the things that, that's going to make you a better person in life. Those things right. are not going to make it. Those are just the the, the things that I, I like to do, you know, yeah, for my materials. kids. Yeah. 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 But no, but I've met so many people that where their parents, they did the exact opposite. Right. And I'm not saying they didn't provide them shelter or water, whatever it is, but then they supplemented time, spending time with them with yeah. materials. Right. I gave you a toy. I gave you a birthday party. I gave you an experience to go somewhere. Right. Yeah. And then they they justify that the time that they were obligated to spend with them. And I mean, like meaningful time they were supposed to spend with them with the stuff that they gave them. Yeah. But like, what would you say? Like, and, and you literally just said it, that that it's the opposite. Right. That your obligations are to their health, to their whether that's it, mental it, or physical. Yeah. Right. To their well-being and stuff. But like I said, there's so many people that will do the exact opposite and just provide them with stuff instead of true like love affection shelter whatever that is it, it could be different things because like uh some parents feel guilty for not spending time with their children so especially if you're, they're a workaholic uh it's kind of it's more of that supplement of like okay i'm gonna let me buy you this or send you this i'm gonna send you a gift a gift uh because i know it was times that i i felt like that uh especially when if i was to deploy or go uh i have to leave and go to another place for a little while, anything like that. Yeah, you, you feel a little guilty not being around. So like mm-hmm. you 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 kind of want to uh, buy something and bring it back, or or you you know you any little thing like okay, as soon as we get back, we're going here. This is what we're yeah. going to do, or, or plan a trip or something like that. And, and and I think that that's where it comes in. It's a little bit of guilt, and and it could be like I said, I can't speak for other parents. It could be other uh, other things where it, it's just they they want to I guess. I guess the word I'm trying to say is, you know, they may not be great parents, right? So that's what I'm saying. I can't really speak for them. I can't. I don't know the situation, so that's that's a little hard. But they may not be great parents, and they may that might be something that that's just what all they know, yeah. Right. Uh, and and if and if they weren't given that when they were a child, then it, it, it's kind of kind of hard to see the the way through unless you're doing research or you're surrounded by other uh, people who uh, show these examples. Yeah. But, no, I agree. But then like, so you just talked about deployment, right? Now that was an obligation through your employer, through the military, right? Yeah. And I will say like, the military is great, but the one thing it's not great at is putting your family first, right? Yeah. And, and, there, and there's reasons for it, right? Because when you serve the military, when you serve your country, right? It is for the country, it is for the overall people. It's not for you specifically and you, your family, but kind of talk about that, like how, I mean, not how did it outweigh your obligation with your family, but how does that your affect your obligations with your family? Well, it it, it didn't affect my obligations with my family because I made plans, mm-hmm. right? The the obligation was still my family first. 
And I, and at that time, uh, they have different programs uh, in place to kind of mm. make sure that that happens. Mm. Uh, so right before leaving, uh, you, you're supposed to take care of a lot of stuff before, unless you had an instant deployment. Instant deployments are like, you know, that that's a different story. And like wartime and stuff. Yeah. So, you, uh, it, and, you know, your unit should let you know something, like give you an inkling of an idea. But the uh, the time the time that I, I left, basically, I set up stuff for my wife and child because I only had one at the time mm-hmm. to make sure that they were uh, taken care of. Uh, so they uh, I made sure I put some things like uh, in my wife's name. I made sure that um, they were going to have shelter. Uh, mm-hmm. I made, you know, all these things. Literally, I took care of everything from overseas because uh, we you still have access to Internet. Yeah. But if you can set things up, automated pay, uh, it could be rent. Because at the time, uh, they moved back to Texas uh, mm. during that time, but they just didn't want to be without, you know, just by themselves, yeah. which I would have, it didn't matter. I would have took care of everything because rent nowadays you can pay online. Literally everything, like I just make sure everything was automated, make sure uh, anything needed. Uh, and it kept the communication open too, to mm. make sure that if anything came up, here, here's some money, take care of it, you know, you know, so there's no stress at home. Cause that was the, that was the number one thing. Yes. My obligation was to my job, but in my mind, I kept my family first. Mm-hmm. So I made sure they were taken care of, which then frees your mind of, of thinking about what's going wrong at home. So I can focus on the mission. So whatever I needed to do while I was uh, overseas, like I am there. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that's why, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm back you know, back at the uh, fob or whatever, mm-hmm. I was, I make sure I had some communication and go like, you know, Hey, how you doing? Stuff like that. And make mm-hmm. sure, you know, so it, it doesn't necessarily, uh, it get, it does get in the way because you are absent, but mm-hmm. it taking care of your obligations, it doesn't get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that, uh, and that's the, the number one thing. Can you determine what is an obligation? Can you make sure that you're responsible for whatever happens? So mm-hmm. that, that way you get ahead of the curve. You're not responding to what's going wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you get ahead of the curve by, you know, like I said, it, it depends on the person. So it could be uh, if it's money, you know, always having a little cushion in the account. Mm-hmm. So if something does go wrong and you can't communicate and say, hey, something's wrong because that that can happen while you're overseas. Yeah. You, can, you have to break contact with everybody else around. I mean, sorry, that are back home mm-hmm. because they can't know what's going on where you are. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and it's, you know, it's a security issue. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's not all the time. Can we actually talk to your family? So having those other things in place, you know, making sure that you're responsible for your obligation, mm-hmm. not just, you know, knowing that they're important. Yeah. Yeah. They're important, but just make sure that you have something there like that safety net. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And I, you know, with you being proactive, about all those things i think i think it helps a lot but what would you say to 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 someone that's not necessarily within a specific career and uh doesn't really have a family yet like what what would they be obligated to i mean it could be obligated to different things like depends on what they're they're into because or uh, or just so say you have a sibling you know and you may or may not have a sibling right but if you have a sibling that are you know younger or older uh, by sharing some of your knowledge, right? Mm. And I feel like I feel like that's an obligation. Like I said, that I feel uh, like obligations kind of depend on 
how your life is set up. Mm. So, you know, I have a younger sister and I try my best to share information that, that I can or what she's willing to receive. I'll say that mm. because not all information she's willing to receive. Okay. But, so it, it could be that it could be, uh, like it said, uh, if it's a business, instead of you having an employer, you are you are the employer. Right. So now your your obligations are different. Right. Your obligations are to your employees and mm-hmm. making sure that your company stays alive. Uh, like I said, I think obligations depends on the lifestyle of the person. But knowing those the importance, those priorities. Right. What What is a pri- priority in your life mm-hmm. that you must take care of, or you should give that preventive maintenance, you know, in a, in a way, right? Making mm-hmm. sure that every now and again, you check in on, hey, what, what's this or what's that, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's the worst to be a reactive person. Yeah, no, agree. Yeah, because you're always going to do a piss poor job, you know, being reactive versus somebody that's proactive. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that that response time is a lot quicker with a proactive person versus a reactive. Cause it's like one, you got to gather yourself. Then yeah. once you figure it out, you may or may not get it right. And if you get it right, it could be a half-assed job. Right. So you kind of, it, it just, again, how I say it, it, it depends on the person, but depends on their lifestyle. And so that's, that's kind of how I see that one. Now, like for prior, you kind of brought it up as priority. What is your like personal priority? I know you said family first, but what would mm-hmm. be, second or what would be third or what would be in the similar tier of second or third uh like i said you put your family first and then you did your 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 job uh or or your business because if if that kills you know number one which is your family uh then you're yeah so what are you working for what are you doing why why are you doing this right uh and like i said just like you right you want to do things for your future right for your future family Mm -hmm. you don't have a family yet but you're doing it for your future family now and so and that for a person that does not have a, you know, saying like they, they don't plan on having a family, they don't have a family, there is somewhere some they have an obligation somewhere. It's just yeah. may not be known to everybody. Yeah. But for me, let's say a number, a number three in that list, at, at that point, it, it probably trickled down to the the more material things that's in your life, right? The the mm-hmm. things that need attention, like your, mm-hmm. your you know, your vehicle. Right. Your vehicle needs attention. Your your home needs attention. Yeah. Uh, all, all these different things that they're going to need attention to make sure that your these don't crumble uh, under you. Right. Because, yeah. again, it'll still all divert back over to number one, which is your family. Right. For me, yeah. in my sense. Yeah. Right? Right, right. So by me making sure all these things are taken care of now, everybody, everybody like I'm the one that's going to feel the blows. My family's not going to feel the blows if, right. if I always stay proactive. Right. right. And that's another reason why with wealth, wanting to build wealth. So that that is a, a, a priority for me, because guess what? That still lessens the blow for my family, even if I'm not on this earth. Mm. Right. So like building that, making sure I'm there, even though I'm not there, will always, you know, what I'm saying keep my family safe. So I'm still taking care of number one. Mm. Uh, I agree. I agree. And I think for me personally, it kind of starts with self. Right. And the reason why I say self and you can definitely roll that into family is because if you can't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of anyone else. Yeah. Right. So like um, I can't remember if it was like 50 or Jay-Z. One of them said that, you know, if you're broke and I'm broke, then we can't help each other. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean like monetarily broke because people can be mentally broken. People can be emotionally broken, physically broken, whatever that is. But if I'm broken, you're broke. Right. Then we can't help each other. So we need to help ourselves enough to then help others 
right? So when you're not in a good mental state, when you're not in a good physical health state, when you're not in a good financial state, who are you really able to help? You can't, right? And, and for a lot of people, especially with mine and, and, and your type of personalities, we want to help people. We want to be of service to others. We want to help others. But I think we realize at a certain point that we have to be in the position to help others, right? So yeah. I, I think we're obligated to ourselves to be within a good mental state, within a good physical yeah. state, within a good um, financial state, so that when other people need to depend on us or when we are obligated to help others, we can, right? So after self, it would then, like you said, for me is my future family, right? What am I building for them, right? Yeah. Or w what do I feel like I am obligated to to do for them, right? So in my, in my opinion, I am obligated to provide opportunities for them, right? Whether that's through money or through resources, whatever that is, right? And then after that, I would say it's maybe like freedom or something, right? Yeah. Being free of other obligations, right? So being free of debt, right? Being free of employers, whatever that is, right? Yeah. So that I can have in, in, in this simple sense is freedom, right? Freedom of time, freedom of creativity, freedom of whatever that is, right? And then of course, you know, your employer, your mortgage, whatever that is, those external obligations as well. But I think a lot of people make optional things, their obligations, right? So with your employer, right, you are obligated to work 40, say for us, at least 40 hours a week, right? You have no further obligation than that. But because you are quote unquote, a uh, workaholic now, not you personally, but but people are workaholics, right? I, I'll, I'll take the bullet on that one. I know I am, <laughs> right? But but realize that anything past those 40 hours is now optional, yeah. right? So, but then now you're taking away the other obligations you have. So if you're working, say over those 40 hours, now you're taking time away from your family, right? You're yeah. taking time away from your health. You're taking time away from, well, your time, right? Because you, you, like I said, you are obligated to those 40 hours. Now, if you're going over, you no longer have time to go work out. You no longer have time to spend time with your family. You no longer have time to uh, meditate. If it's for your faith, you no longer have time for that, or you're, or you're lessening that time, right? And then you're telling those other obligations that they are now options, yeah. right? I'm telling my family that you are an optional for me to spend time with you. I'm telling my faith that I, you are optional. I will go on my time and not to what you're obligated to. So like one of the biggest things for faith specifically that I noticed in like the Middle East, right? Is that they always pray at a certain amount of time, right? When they have to play, uh, pray to the Mecca, right? It's at, I think 5 p.m. I can't, I can't remember the exact time, but it, but no matter what they're doing, they're gonna get out outside, lay out their mat and, and start praying. Like even, I've even seen like taxi drivers, right? Where they'll, they'll get out of their car, they'll stop, even if they're driving someone around and they'll say, hey, I got to do this like five, 15, whatever minute, however many minutes it is. And they just stop, right? And it's so crazy that here in America, we make faith optional, right? And I'm not saying that's good or bad, right? Because this is America, yeah. we have a lot of freedoms that were that are uh, given to us. But it's just a different mindset that they have, right? That yeah. they're like, I am of this faith. That means I am obligated to pray at a certain amount of time. I'm uh, obligated to give a certain amount of tides, whatever that is, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm not on faith or anything. I am on obligation specifically. That's just the example that I'm giving. Yeah, or religion may be an obligation to some people. Uh, I, I kind of want to go towards, uh, you know, 
say if you make it to a certain success, right, or somebody you know makes it to a certain success, do you feel that they should reach back, right, reach back to their friends, reach back to their um, siblings or family or whoever, right, to kind of share their knowledge, right? So, you know, this is a sense of an obligation, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, right. they share this knowledge. Hey, this is what I did to get to where I am right now. Can uh, if you apply some of these because it don't work for everybody, right? If you apply mm. some of these, this you may make it the same way. So that's a that's a great question, and I personally take it as an obligation to, like you said, share that knowledge, right? Whether they partake in that knowledge, yeah. right, is is up to them, right? But I do think it should be shared knowledge so for for example whether it's finances right Dude, people you could look up a lot of things how to become a millionaire how to become a billionaire whatever it is what those actual steps are and those have been shared for decades yeah. right or uh let's go to fitness right like you could do the same workouts as the rock you could wake up the same time as him you could eat his diet or a nutrition plan right yeah. but are you actually willing to do that Right. And just because it's shared doesn't mean that that person is willing to take those steps or yeah. or eat those bullets like like you did. Right. Or, or like that other person did. And the thing is, that blueprint has been out there for however long and people are still more risk adverse to doing it. Right. Because they don't want to lose sleep. Right. They don't want to risk money. They don't want to lose time off of social media, TV, whatever that is. Right. So I, I do think it's an obligation for people to share it, but I think that's as far as it needs to go. I don't think they should have to fund someone. Right. I, I don't, I, I'm teaching you how to start a business. I'm not going to just give you the money to start yeah. a business. Right. And I think the old proverb is, you know, uh, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. Right. Yeah. And I forgot there was like a, there's like an extension to that proverb that someone came up with and that like, like something about teaching man how to, to get a lake, right? So that his legacy can eat, right? To where it's not just him fishing, but it's his kids fishing, right? It's his grandkids fishing. And it, and it's his own dominion that he now has control over to to build a further legacy. Yeah. No, that, and that's kind of what I was, uh, you know, looking for on that one. Because, no, I, I don't think money should be given unless you know that this is the seed money needed for a great idea, right? Mm. Because it is, it's one of those things. You give money to people, they they may not take it any further than you give them that money. So they mm. they may spend it. They they may not use it on a business. They may not, you know, do something positive with the money. So that's yeah. yeah I'm not I'm not very big on uh, giving people money. Uh, I it, when people tell me that if they have some kind of issue or whatever, we try to come out with come up with a way that it won't happen again. More mm. than give them the money, because yeah. giving them the money is is more of a problem. You're, you're adding yeah. on to it. Yeah. You so, can't fix money problems with money, man. Yeah. So like it basically you, now you became a, uh, an ATM. If yeah. you, no, no. If, this, if you have transactional. Yeah. Yeah. So if you hadn't, you hadn't figured out what what's their issue first before you give them the money. Right. Cause if once you figure it out, you go like, okay, let me give you a little bit of relief or you could just, Hey, you know, make it tough. Right. You go like, you got to, now we know what's wrong. You need to figure it out. You need to come up with a plan to make sure this doesn't happen again. You make arrangements, figure out how to uh, uh, get whatever it is, if it's the light, if it's uh, water, whatever it is, right? Uh, if Even if your car is about to get re- repossessed, right? All you got to do is communicate, figure out what uh, what can I do to get said thing fixed mm-hmm. or, or brought back or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then and never do it again. 
So that the, to me is the is the better way and fixing that. But the obligation, kind of like what I was saying, also is if you have this knowledge, right? You should give you you know you should let somebody know. Mm. But uh, it, it is uh, it's one of those things because uh, I kind of run into it also. If you have knowledge on something, some people are not ready. They're not ready for it, mm. Mm. right? So. Yeah. So then it makes it where you're kind of reluctant to to give up any information because you're like, well, if you're just going to throw it to the side anyway or treat it as if I'm this robot that or this alien that just dropped out of the sky and uh, I figured this out and nobody else can figure this out. You know, where, you know, like you 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 need to come up with, you know, a way that you could relay the message to them, I guess, in a sense. I guess that's what I'm trying to I get it, because. Right. Yeah, that, that's it, it. Does make it seem like you, you don't want to give that information up anymore because of yeah. the, the the fact that yeah, they, they they treat it as if it's something you know something of brand new, not, never been done before type yeah. of thing. And I think you know with the information age, you could just put it out there, not necessarily directly to someone or a yeah. group, right? But just put it out there, right? So like on a blog, on YouTube, on whatever it is, right? You can just announce the information. And it is now up to the audience or whomever to take that information, right? You could send your friend a link or your family a link and whether they watch that video or listen to that clip, whatever that is, then it's now on them, right? But um, uh, what you were saying about money, right? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you that I don't give money to people, right? Because like I said, money does not fix money problems. And what that means is that the actual material of money was never their problem, right? It was their mindset. It was their outlook on how money works and how yeah. the system of money kind of involves or coincides with life, right? Yeah. So I, like I said, I don't give people money if they have money problems. Now, like you said, if it's seed money, they actually have a plan in place a uh, for like a business or something, then yeah, I'm willing to help them out. But yep. if their AC broke, if their car broke down, whatever that is, right, they should have had the the funds, like you said, to cover that, right? And they did not plan properly to do so. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't help them in any other sort of fashion, but there there is definitely a a fine line that uh, money will not help them anymore, right? And like you said, it then makes that relationship transactional, right? And that can be friends, that could be family, that could be you know anyone right? That now you're treated like an ATM, right? And I try never to make any of my relationships transactional, right? Because if it's transactional, then it's only dependent on those transactions, right? So you only come to me when you need money, right? You only hit me up when you need money. And then, you know, we never speak for however long, but the next time you need it, you know who to come to, yeah. right? And, and that's not, that's not definitely not an obligation for anyone, Right. You should never be in a relationship where it's transactional. Right. And you could say people could say that, you know, what about your kids? Right. You're you're obligated to um, spend time with them. Is that transactional? No, that's not transactional. Right. Because guess what? They didn't they did not ask to be born. Right. They were not in any sort of entity to uh, ask for that. Right. And that may sound a little morbid, sound, may sound a little a little too rough. But either way, you as a parent contributed into their life right? They were born because of you, whether that's intentional or not intentional, 
right? So you do have those obligations and that's not transactional because you were the one that is now responsible for that person's well-being. Yeah. So if, uh, you know, like a person uh, in, in some type of uh, position of power, right? What do you think that their obligation falls or, you know, what should they, you know, should be doing? You know, I, I think it's very similar to, you know, of course, to themselves, if they're good, then, you know, they can provide more, right? Like I said, they're, they're, and there's hierarchies to it, right? If they can provide after themselves, if they can provide food, water, shelter, then that is a thing, right? And then if they could provide emotional, physical, or uh, mental love, whatever that is, right? And then, I don't know, like, so I guess you're kind of getting at, uh, I don't know if that's political power or- I mean, yeah, it could money, be, it, right? it, it could be anything, right? So say, yeah, it could be, it could be political. It could be the fact that you're a large CEO uh, yeah. or, I mean, honestly, you could be a, a leader of a small group, right? Mm. Like if you have, uh, you have some type of position of power, right? Mm. What, you know, what obligations, you know, I mean, where would they fall? Like where, you know, what, what, what do you think they should probably be working on? Or what, you know, kind of, you know, yeah. And I know that's kind of hard to say because it's not like we're, we're the president or we're, right, the, right, you know, right. say, cause like the, the obligations just fall just, you know, in so many different areas. Yeah. Right. But like, and, if we, yeah. And I think it starts like in circles, right. Kind of like your circles of influence. I think for them, it starts to with their immediate staff. Right. Yeah. So, of course, themselves and then say it's a CEO, then to the C-suite. Right. Yeah. I am obligated to provide them certain information. I am obligated to make sure that the business runs well for them. And then, you know, further and further, the different levels of separation, like even all the way down the line to like delivery people. Right. I am obligated to give them insurance. I'm obligated to give them a wage for what they worked. Right. Yeah. And there could be different things written down like actual policies procedures whatever that is that makes them obligated right and like you said it, it can kind of be a little hard to define those but i think the the way it goes is areas of separation or degrees of separation from them right yeah. is where the the obligation kind of level goes so like i said immediate is closer right so kind of like like you said with family your family is your immediate circle your immediate circle of influence right whether that's your um the family that you have right now, or like your parents, siblings, whatever that is, right, that can be in another circle, right. But as you get further and further, I believe your obligations kind of stagger, right, or yeah. or, or lessen, right. So I think that's a a concept to kind of use for people of power. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that that uh concept of like moving as an outward circle that one of my coworkers told me that that's kind of like what they do in their religion right mm. which i thought was a very cool like thing that you move outward right you start inside and move outward and i guess that could be the same thing too for a company right you start inside of that company you take care of the people that are on the floor right the people who you know in the trenches and move outward as you, you know, uh, how, you know, those board members or whoever it is, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you start moving outward. So I kind of like that idea because that would be, would be a good idea because you should always take care of the internal first because that's more like the kind of like, like the foundation. That means you got yeah. your foundation together mm -hmm. and you, you should, because um, yeah, I think person in power should always, you know, the people 
the the people that they influence, the people that they are come. I, I won't say a direct contact to. I would say more like uh, it could be indirect when someone has a position of power because like decisions made could be could be anything, right? Decisions made can affect. It's like how that ripple effect, right? Can affect mm. anybody from inside out. So yeah, I kind of uh, I do like that the circle idea, but mm. yeah, it, when somebody's like such a um, could be such a powerful figure yeah any small transaction that they do could could cause some type of issue mm. so i think having that awareness right mm. uh of their uh true obligation who who do they truly affect right who who's gonna uh who's gonna feel the pain um not necessarily right today it could be somebody that feels the pain tomorrow so and so like it's just uh one of those things i i think that they have to be uh, self-aware and, and, and understanding what, what is the real obligation. And I think some of them they'll have like, a a board, right. Or they'll have advisors or they'll have some sort of checks and balances to them. So like, while I'm saying they're, they're obligated in, in reality, if it's a CEO, then the company has an obligation, right? So taking input from those advisors, from the board of directors, whatever it is, is very important because they can then uh, redefine what is the closest obligation to them. And like you said, internal, work everything internal because for a company specifically, if you can't take care of your employees, how can you take care of your customers? Right? Yeah. And, and not everyone necessarily has direct customers like like Walmart or, or a grocery store, right? But there is someone that you are providing a product or service to that if you are not right, if your company is not right, then you cannot provide a proper or or sufficient amount of service or product to the, those people. All right, man. All right, so I guess we'll start moving on down, moving on down to the frugal and cheap segment. And All cheap. right. So we had two on there, but I think we're just going to go with one. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Borrowing other people's clothes. Other people's clothes. Borrowing other people's clothes. Now, how long are you talking borrowing? Because <laughs> borrowing says I'm giving it back. Right. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't say forever borrow, right? Uh, like, right. yeah, <laughs> no, like I, I see. Have I thought of this right? If say if someone needed it for a job interview, and they were mm. after that, and they were gonna, uh, you know, buy their own clothes later. Yeah, I guess you know, I, I don't, you know, that's that's kind of helping somebody out, right? That's yeah. that that would be a little along the other lines, but with that whole borrowing for a long time, I think that person yeah. just being cheap. They don't want to yeah. go buy their own clothes or like instead of like, hey, let me go shopping or, yeah. you know, and it's not like you got to go to an expensive store. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can go to any department store and find something on sale. Yeah. Yeah, but I, so I think that's cheap if they yeah. if they're just borrowing to borrow. Yeah. But if it's something specific, I don't know. I don't know if you call it frugal because that, that could just be you're in a pinch and hey, yeah. my suit, my suit has a hole in it. Can I yeah. borrow your suit or, you know, or yeah. whatever your favorite dress, if you, you know. Yeah, whatever you know for females if that something happened to it and yeah you need to borrow your your friends or whatever but before yeah. you know or like yeah. uh borrowing something that's not your size right you notice it's <laughs> a, a lot bigger like you borrow your dad's stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i'm yeah. kind of glad i never had to borrow too uh too like my dad's clothes or anything yeah. yeah i think the only thing i've ever had to borrow was uh like ties and stuff yeah and have like and yeah, it was maybe. more being picky than, than than being cheap or frugal. But then, uh, if you continue to borrow the same thing over <laughs> and over again, that's when you know it starts to become cheap because you're no longer willing to put your money yeah. in to go yeah, get exactly. something of a similar value. 
Yeah, because then that that is something because that that's why I, I do that now. If I find something on sale, I uh I know I don't need it particularly right now, but I know I may need it need it in the future. I'll just go ahead and get it. So if it's like you know uh, like a suit, right? Mm. A suit suits can always be handy for a male, right? Oh no, no, uh, yeah. I, yeah. So like I would like okay, yeah, this one right here, and I know the other one doesn't. I know I've had it for a while. Let me try to get you know get another one. Yeah. So uh, I that, think Kevin O'Leary says that too, man, Mr. Wonderful. I think yeah. he says, you know, get get you at least like a really quality suit, and yeah. you know, it'll it'll last for a while. Man. Yeah, it'll last a lifetime. Uh, granted, the the mon- the initial monetary uh, input you have to give is a can be a decent amount, but if you kind of realize that that uh, clothing will last a while, then yeah. I think it's worth it, right? But I think a lot of people when they're trying to be cheap, they just look at that initial cost. Right, they don't yeah. see the the longevity of that material, whether that's a suit, a car, etc. Yeah, no, no I, I can see that. So, yeah, I guess we're calling this one cheap. If you're bar- <laughs> if you're borrowing to borrow, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Instead of for something specific. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So, thank you everyone for listening. This is Craig and Jay signing off with the Troubleshooting Like Podcast. We'll see you next week. Please subscribe and like our material. We, we want to keep putting this out. Uh, we really enjoy it. Thank you. See you next week.